Ready. Ready. Ready like spaghetti. And we are Gucci in three, two, one. It's the Redonkulous Podcast, starring Annie and Jeff and my coolest guy in the world whose name is James. It's Redonkulous. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Redonkulous Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 11. Today, we have a very special episode for you. Can't wait for you guys to tune into this one. James is feeling a little bit under the weather, so today it's just going to be me and Annie. Hi. We have a very special guest, okay? She is not only the founder and creator of Don't Pass the Pepper, she is also a director, a producer, and an actor, too. Please help me welcome Jordana. Welcome. Hello. How are you guys today? Very good. good very good. good. For all the audio listeners at home who don't get to see this episode, uh, look at our YouTube. This is our work from home onesie episode. And we're all wearing onesies. We got a fox. We got a yeah. snow owl. And we got Chewbacca. <laughs> Jordana, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? And then also tell us a little bit about the Chewbacca onesie as well. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, let's see. I'm a New Yorker. I'm a New Yorker right now. I don't know if that's a good thing to say. <laughs> We're like ground zero here, epidemic central. But yeah, I'm a New Yorker from Queens and I study theater. I study law. I sell liquor. I sling liquor, as I say. I sling liquor at liquor stores. And um, I produce, I direct, and I write a Caribbean theater show in Off-Broadway. Very don't cool. Pass that, don't Pass the Pepper is the show name. And you do a couple of shows a year. But because mm -hmm. of this pandemic right now, originally you were planning your one-year anniversary, this big show in May. So yeah. what's going to happen to that now? I don't know. You know, we were going to do a hip-hop show first. And then we were going to do Caribbean Shakespeare. And uh, yeah, I don't, right now we're going to try to do a lot of things online. And we're praying that our theater, The Tank, which is on 36th Street in Manhattan off of 8th Avenue, they don't know if they're going to be able to open their doors uh, after this. So we have to, honestly, I think everything will have to be online for a while once this, if the theater can't open, we're going to have to do everything in the park we talked about this before we started recording this episode uh we've known each other for years but the mm. funny thing is we haven't even met each other in person I we've just know. been communicating through text message and on the phone with a new age pen pals yeah we have so. not met i mean we only we have conversations about movies and liquor and yeah, tv shows we yes, talk TV about some shows. tv shows as well All is there anything Marvel. especially now during the lockdown is there anything that you've been watching oh my god i like binged everything last night i watched ragnarok uh on netflix i watched uh on my block <laughs> i watched on my block on netflix Oh, yeah. I heard that was really good. It is really good. It Season is. three just came out, right? Yeah, and it's so cute and lighthearted. Like, I was alternating between On My Block and Altered Carbon. I give yeah. my sense of a little darkness, and then I go to a little lightness with On My Block. I've been trying to watch a lot of Korean shows and a lot Ooh. of Spanish shows, because I want to pick up the language. So far, I haven't learned anything yet. <laughs> have, you watched Kim, have you watched Kim's Deli? Is it Kim's... Kim's, uh, Kim's Convenience Store. Kim's I love that show. Yeah, it, I, watched... I, heard it, I heard it's really funny, too. And one of the guys, he's going to be uh, in the MCU. 
Oh, really? So. It's got to be the brother. He's hot. It's got to be him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably. Yeah. It's got to be him. He's hot. They're definitely going to make him in the MCU. If they make Mr. Kim, I'm going to be like, what? what? What's going on here? <laughs> Do you watch The Big Bang Theory? Yes. I never got to see the last two seasons, so I have not binged it yet to know the Do, ending. do you know the actor, uh, Kumal Nanjiani? Mm-hmm. He is going to be in the MCU too. And if you look at his picture, topless, the guy looks like a different person. He has a six pack. I was just like, wow. Did you see him on, I think he posted something on, uh, what's it called? Instagram. And he's all bearded up. You wouldn't recognize him. You would not. In my opinion, that transformation is crazier than the Chris Pratt transformation. Yeah, Chris Pratt. Yeah. He had that. Chris Pratt looks good, but. Kamal was just like, wow, what Where the that heck? I also think because we're so used to seeing Kamal play these geeky, nerdy roles and to come out <laughs> like the sex symbol, it's like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Chris Pratt, we have been used to him playing dork slash sexy. He was also in, what was that uh, love story, that love movie where his significant other got sick? That was such a good movie. Which one, Chris Pratt? No, Kamal, Kamal Nanjiani. No, I don't know. You know, I've never seen any movies with him. You're missing no. out. You got to do it during right. this lockdown. Right it's now. on my to-do list now, but the other hundred shows that I have to catch up on. It's called The Big Sick. The Big Sick? Okay. Yeah, The Big oh, Sick. Oh, I heard of that. Yeah. S-I-C-K. I've seen him in like Silicon Valley. That's a good show. Yeah. Silicon Valley well. I watched. Yeah. All right. So let's transition. We'll get into the first thing. A word of the day. I'm going to give you guys a word and I'm going to give you the definition and an example. Then you guys have to try your best to spell it out. This should okay. be Okay. Ready. Okay. okay. The word of the day is quixotic. It's an adjective. Quixotic means foolishly impractical, especially in the pursuit of ideals. Second definition, marked by rash, lofty, romantic ideas or extravagantly chivalrous action. Okay, that doesn't help. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Can you say the word again? Quixotic. Quixotic? Quixotic. 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 Uh, Q-U-I... Am I close? Am I? Am I, I got three letters at least. You got to spell it out. I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. I feel like it's one of those easy words and I'm spelling it way more complicated. Q-U-I, exotic, exotic. This is how I'm going to do my rationale here. Z-O-T-I-C. So close. Uh, Q-U-I-C. Q U I C K O T. I don't know. Giordano's <laughs> uh-uh. closest, but instead of the Z, it's actually an X. Q U I X O T I C. Quixotic. I don't even know how I'm going to be using that on a daily basis. Probably not. I want you to text me a sentence during the liquor promotions and be like, this is how. <laughs> How's it doing, Quixotic? Yeah. <laughs> Quixotically. Jordana, on your wall, I've noticed you post a lot of interesting stuff. I, I post a lot now because I just look at things that are funny. I uh-huh. generally don't. I think a lot of people use Facebook as their shrink and they want to post like their whole life and, you know, they ate breakfast today and they didn't eat breakfast today or they broke up with But I'm more like, yeah, this shit is funny. Let me post this. <laughs> That's really my whole thing. One thing that I found that's super interesting in Georgia, there's a man and woman statue. Oh, yeah. That becomes one 
at 7 p.m. Basically, there's a man and woman statues, two statues. It's 26 feet high, and it's made out of steel sculptures by a Georgian sculptor, Tamara Kavesa Tadze. Okay, I definitely said that. We <laughs> definitely butchered that. Sorry, Russia. And then um, at 7 p.m., the statues actually physically move to, uh, towards each other and become one. There is a is a pretty uh, sad story behind it. The two figures represent a Muslim boy named Ali and a Georgian princess named Nino. And it's from a famous 1937 novel. Ali and Nino got separated by the invasion of Soviet Russia. Because of that, the, the love statue begins to move every day at 7 p.m. And they merge for a short embrace before leaving each other behind. Aww. Oh, man. I know. That story is way more sad than my story. Yeah. I posted it honestly because I posted it years ago. It came back on my memories. So I posted it back to, I think it was today. It's funny though. I don't think it reflected what the memories was because I put, I think this is Succubus. Like, you know, the character in the, yes. yeah, that's what I, I was like, is she, is she Succubus? Because that's what I think she is. <laughs> so I was actually, I think I saw this and I was watching American Gods at the same time. And I was like, this has got to be her. Somebody definitely wanted to make this statue reflecting <laughs> this god. Speaking of uh, American gods, what do you think? I've only read the, the novel. I've never watched the show. I read some of the novel. I think the first season is much better. The second season, I was really disappointed in. I was really disappointed. But they had changed the showrunner. I like the main character. He's cute. So I'm going to keep watching because, you know, it's eye candy. I mean, <laughs> so I'm going to keep watching. There's nothing going to stop me from it. And what about this character, Succubus? Well, she's in the American Gods, but she's also in the, she's also in the Marvel world, too, in the character world. And she's you, just you think so that character is going to come out in the MCU? I would hope so. I would think that'd be so freaking cool. But you know what? It, we're in a time where it's like, would that be projecting women as a great role model so i think she would have to be different she couldn't just entice men with sex it would have to be oh i'm gonna entice you with my charisma i saw uh this guy who used a drone to yeah. ask another girl out and they had dinner on the on the on the rooftop or something i mean that's the new age of dating now guys we we i think we've graduated and yet we've come back primitive at the same time for dating like we have gone from actually meeting somebody in public and asking them out on a date you know like meeting through a friend to uh you know tinder then we had apps now yeah. we gotta send drones and now we gotta <laughs> sit and now we gotta sit in our house and have dates not actually physical it's actually cheaper it's very more economical when you really think about it yeah. and besides romantic relationships going back to the point we've met through technology as well yeah. like we yeah. talked over the phone and texting and then i was just like wait you know a lot of the people that i work with also it's mm -hmm. small small world yeah Can you tell us a little bit more about your caribbean show what inspired you to do that and you have a background in theater just tell us how you got into that and what is your plan going forward i went to john jay and I studied legal there, but then uh, I did also study theater when I was there too. And then, you know, real life took over and I was like, ah, I gotta get a job. Damn it, I got bills to pay, shit. This theater's hungry <laughs> actor, starving thing. Ah, oh, all right, let me go get a job instead. Like a real, a real job, as uh, some people would call it, a nine to five. So yeah, okay, I went out, worked, paralegal, hated it, hated it, hated it, hated it. After that, I went to a conservatory school. And prior to the conservatory school, I had gone to other New York? schools. Yeah. I've gone to other conservatory, other schools, but they just weren't for me. So I studied the Meisner method for two and a half years 
at the William Esper studio. And what is that? Uh, so okay. there's like about a couple of methods that actors go by. So there's Stanislavski, there's Meisner. I guess the best person I could give you for Meisner is Sandy Bullock. Tony Soprano, which is James Gandolfini, they study under this method. So I studied this method in, uh, uh, over there on 37th, between 8th and 9th at the William Esper Studio. Because that theater that we perform in, I tried to do a show 10 years ago in that, that theater with my friends from the Esper Studio. And we just couldn't, we couldn't do it. Like the, every roadblock hit, everything came and we couldn't get a show in there. I was like, all right, well, Everything has its time. So then uh, I got into it because I was watching a improv show and I was like, I'm watching this and this community is full of no minorities, not like one. And so I was like, okay, that, that was fine. I was fine with that. I was like, yeah, it's cool. Is, is it like whose line is it anyway? Minus Wayne Brady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Might as well have been, but there is a small group of minorities in there that range from every, every culture. But I watched a show where someone said, uh, okay, they were, they were improving being a doctor and a patient. And the patient goes to the doctor, where did, you go to, where did you go get your medical degree? And the doctor's like, look at my degree on the wall. It's from Antigua. And he's like, Antigua? Antigua, what's that? What kind of Mickey Mouse place is that? And then he's like, but I knew that the, I knew the person generally didn't know. Like the improver didn't know that this was an actual island in the Caribbean. And I'm like, they have the best U.S. Caribbean medical school uh, in the West Indies in the world, the best U.S. Caribbean medical school. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's time I do a show. Maybe it's time to do something representing the community. So I went to the Tank Theater and that took like almost, God, it took like a long time to get in touch with them. And I think the last time, it was like six, seven months I was waiting. And then I was at the wow. West Indies. Yeah, I was waiting a long time. And I was at the West Indian Day Parade. And then I decided to write another email to them. And I said, we are the largest, uh, one of the largest parades in New York City, the West Indian Day Parade. We have the most people come to that parade in New York. And yet we have no representation on Broadway. Nothing. We have nothing. She got back to me right away. And then um, from there on, we just did a show. And I, in my show, I, I did have a little backlash because some people were saying that I'm putting people in of different ethnicities and different cultures into the show. My thing was, if you like the culture, I'm all about it. Like it was never like a, a it was never a race thing to me. Like, it was right. like oh, if you eat a beef patty, we'll take you, man. You're as Jamaican as they get. You know, we were all about that. Like that, that for me was important, but I did get backlash from people saying, how are you going to put these people in your show? I was like, I have Caribbean people, but I'm not going to take the white girl that dances to reggae and eats a beef patty and drinks a ting. She's more Caribbean than me. She could come in the show. Like you said, it's so important to have representation. What type of show is it? It's a sketch comedy show. Yeah. So we get about like, I want to say when I first started, I had three writers and one of the, and the director was doing his own show on Netflix, Astronomy Club. And he's in a sketch comedy group. Mm -hmm. And he was about to leave us the day of the show. Like, he's like, I got to go to California to film this. I'm like, what? <laughs> I know it's Netflix. I don't care. You got to stay here and finish this. You can't leave me hanging. Um, but unfortunately, he was able to stay. And then he left to do. Uh, how many like, writers and how much uh, staff? I know you told me that you grew by like six or seven times. We started off. off with three writers in the beginning. 
-hmm. and maybe about 10 or 12 actors. We're at about 25 to 30 actors now and about 11 writers. In fact, we keep getting more. I have to keep, sometimes I have to decline. Like I'm like, there's just too many writers right now. There's too many. I can't because the show will just go for four hours if I don't cut some of the sketches off. How do you decide which sketches go in? Is it the best content? Yeah, I make the final decision, but I do have a uh, a writer that I put as the he's our writer of the the director for the write for the sketches. So he gives us our input of like, listen, you need to take out this. You need to put in this. Like even for my sketches, to be like, take this out, put it in. And I even cut my own sketches if I have to. I'm like, this doesn't fit. Let's move it. Sometimes the actors can't make it. Uh, they can't make rehearsals and it's a complex sketch where I'm like oh god I have a lot of directing in this and I can't get these actors in the same room content and theme I need the sketches to be in line with the theme of the show how long do you guys need to prep in terms of actual rehearsal getting everyone together in one room um, how long does that take oh my god so all of our actors are never in the same room till the day of the show so I have a lot of people rehearsing and saying their lines with wow. somebody else. So we only rehearse maybe like six times, six or seven times. And that's in a two-week span. Two weeks. Jeez. The writing takes about a month, a month. And that's fast. We do it pretty fast. We do the writing pretty fast. And then we have two-week span of just rehearsing in the, the show and then on stage. Do you guys ever have like hiccups during oh, the yeah. show? <laughs> I mean, the last show, I swear I was cursing out everybody in the last show. The last show, I didn't give a shit. I was like, I was behind stage. I had to send somebody out. Like a lot of them are improv actors. And then we have other actors that are not improv. They're just, they're thespian actors, but a, a good combination of both. Somebody came up to me in the middle of the show. I'm like, go out there and improv this part. Like, I need you to go improv this part. That was previously discussed. Uh-huh. I was like, but what do I say? I'm like, you mother, everything should have been bleep, 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 bleep. You know how to improv. And now you want to ask me what to improv? You're the ones that studied improv. You go improv. Yeah, I, I, like the last show, oh, hell yeah. I was the, this, this, it was a different face. God, that sounds so, so stressful. What, do you prefer to use um, actors that studied in your particular style? I'm open to all type of actors, but I will say there is a difference of the ones that have studied and haven't studied. Um, there's just this more discipline with the ones that have studied. Not even my technique. I'm just saying in general, the ones that have studied acting, there is a discipline in them. Like they know we got to get up here. We know our lines. We got to go. Like there's a there's just a difference in it. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I put a lot of the hood on to this show, too. When I look through our, our, our list of mutual friends, uh, you actually know Zach as well. Zachary Young. Oh, yeah. I meant to ask you about him. He was in my show. I, w- I went to high school with him. Even in high school, he, he is a super, super funny guy. Yeah. He, he wrote for the show, and he was in the show. Really? Yeah. Wow, Zach. All world. Zach, we're going to be clipping this. I'm going to send it to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can come on and, and share your experience on uh, Don't Pass the Peppa. He's on a, 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 what's it called? A, I think he just got it. He got into a UCB house team, an improv house team in Hell's Kitchen. You should definitely check it out when this is all done. When the end of the world is done, you should check it out. You were telling me about UCB the other day. What is that? That's, that's in New York? Yeah, it's an improv school. Uh, Upright Citizens Brigade. There's a lot of mm-hmm. famous people that, that came out of UCB. Yeah, a lot. I, I think it's formed by Amy, Amy Pol- is it Amy Pollock? She, she started it. Amy Poehler? Yeah, Amy Poehler and- From Parks and Rec? Yeah, and like three yeah. other people. I can't remember the three other people. But she cool. started 
and a lot of writers, a lot of writers for uh, late night TV. Let's pull it up. How do you find the time to do all this? Because you do still work um, a full-time job, right? I work uh, a real estate law firm during the week, but not every day, maybe two to three times a week in Little Neck. Oh, and yeah. then I drive straight into Manhattan every day for the two months that you're doing the show. Yeah. I just want to take a second, okay? For anybody who's never produced or created anything, I can even tell you like behind the scenes, creating and uh, prepping for each podcast episode and bringing on the guest. It's a lot of work, a mm -hmm. lot. And I can't even imagine like uh, your level of stress and frustration is probably like tenfold at least. 20 plus people. Uh, super inspirational. Keep keep it up. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, I'm seriously impressed by you. Oh, thank you. I'm seriously impressed by you too, Jeff. <laughs> I mean, you work also. And do these, I, I think people think because it's a, a podcast, like you said, because it's maybe because it's just online, but it, there's a lot of prep in doing anything. Like even right now, getting people to do it online for the show. Like, no! Oh my God, this is work. Oh, this is please. more work from home. I'm frozen. Yeah. Am I back? Yeah. I'm You're back. back. Yeah. I'm back. Okay. Okay. This is I'm gonna back. be funny. It's gonna be in our bloopers. <laughs> All right. I'm back, guys. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. If you guys uh, can't rehearse at the theater, maybe you guys can can uh, rehearse on Zoom. The problem with that is the cues. Like telling the actor when to go out. Like, all right, at this point, when she moves here, I'm gonna need you to walk out here. So there's a physical aspect as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's a physical. Like you know, it's it's just like any Broadway show. Like. Hey, what's what's the repair guy doing here in the middle of this, you know, forest scene? <laughs> you know, get things like that. And that kind of happened at our last show. Like somebody forgot to put, or they couldn't find one of the props, and we had to, you know, pretend like a repair guy was coming into the house. Like, oh, I'm just here to repair stuff. Here's what you were missing. Walk back off the stage. What is the amount of audience members do you have per night? We sell out a hundred people. That's really impressive. Each. And then, like you said, you don't really do that much promotion. Mostly it's by word of mouth. Yeah, it's by word of mouth. We put, we're on Groupon and then we're on the, the, tank, the Tank's website, but it is word of mouth. Our audience is not even comprised of anybody from the theater or improv community at all. Do you I guys do. get a lot of tourists because you're so close to Times Square? I don't know the demographics, honestly, because we have a different audience for every show. We were going to film our Jamaican restaurant sketch. The end of the world happened with coronavirus. I'm on house arrest and I can't leave. I went out for three minutes the other day. Three minutes and it felt great. I think people just have the struggle of separating work and your f actual free time when you're yeah. at home. Imagine if this was the summertime. Imagine if we were stuck yeah i mean the, the weather summer. has been pretty nice recently too we've Such hit 70s theme. last week i know that was the day i went out for three minutes <laughs> <laughs> and it was like yeah. but i was like imagine if every day was like that i think everybody would be going a lot more crazier like yeah it, but i don't know we don't know what's gonna happen now we don't know You're if we're right. gonna be here till summer till not summer when is the end of the world gonna end like i just that's what i want to know Let's do two truths, one lie. Two truths, one lie. Hold on. Let me drink my alcoholic beverage. Nice. What are you, what are you <laughs> sipping on? Iced tea. Not Long Island, just regular iced tea. Oh, that's no fun. I know, right? I should have spiked it. So I got to tell you guys about this story that uh, very embarrassing. But I'm going to let you guys know. It's like my behind the story when I get famous. This is the story I'm going to tell everybody. <laughs> cool. 
so at acting class in Esper Studio, uh, we don't ever actually get to do scenes till the second year. So the first year is just these activities that you think make no sense, but then they start making sense in the second year. So I get a scene with my partner. It's a scene where I'm, I'm the wife and he's the husband and I'm packing and I'm moving out the house in a fitted rage. And so I have boxes. I'm just, you know, I'm going along with the scene. I'm saying what I have to say. And, and I'm shaking the box because I'm just like, what's in this box? And shaking it and shaking it. And I see my, my co-actor, co he just stops and he stares and he stops the lines. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm looking at him like, I'm still continuing the lines. Like, okay, yeah, I'm going. And I'm shaking the box. This flicking box. I don't want this box. And going on my scenes. All right, finally, we finish. I didn't know, little did I know, that my whole boob was outside like not even the bra part the whole entire boob was just like there and there I'm shaking the box too I'm like oh my god I'm shaking it I'm like of course everybody is laughing now they can laugh they couldn't laugh before they just let me go there with my boob out but my acting acting teacher he gets up very poised very like this is not his first rodeo it's not his first rodeo seeing a boob he goes to my uh uh co-star and he's like aren't you her husband and he's like uh yeah he's like so <laughs> why didn't you just take her shirt and fix it for her and let her continue to argue with you i was just mortified i'm not gonna lie i was like how could you let me go like this how did i not know oh, this was going on yeah that is definitely one story that i'm going to use when i'm famous we know that's true what's the other two <laughs> <laughs> do you do you so my friends they live out in jersey they moved out to this like really nice area in Jersey. It's really hoity-toity. So my girlfriend, she had to take her daughter to this, like, I don't know, it's like a two-year-old birthday party, three-year-old, one of them birthday parties, but she didn't want to go. And neither the husband. And then I was like, well, I guess, you know, I'll go if you want me to go. I mean, I'll be the nanny. It's fine. I get to get the snacks, right? I get to get the kids snacks. And then the husband was like, no, 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 we, I got to go too. I'm like, why do you need to go? I'm like, you don't want to go to this party. It's just a regular party. He's like, no, I saw the invitation. I'm like, you saw the invitation? Apparently his daughter's friends with like a, um, a football star. Like, I don't remember the name. It's like this football star got like nine kids though. He's known for having nine kids. And the little boy likes his daughter, Angelina. So he's like, no, no, no. I'm definitely going to this party. I'm definitely going. I'm like, all right, whatever, fine. So we go. And because these are the only minorities that like to be on time, we're there on time for uh. this party. I'm like, shouldn't we be fashionably late? still so we get there and we're standing there and then this Maybach rolls up I felt like this Maybach rolls up and a woman comes out it's a nanny another I, I assume she's a nanny okay it's a nanny and then it's somebody opens the other side of the door and it's Jay-Z and, and it's Blue Ivy and they bring out Blue Ivy and these two just do 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 walk in and then they come up to us. They're like, hi, I'm Mr. Carter. And I'm like, get out. Man, you're Jay-Z. You're Jay-Z right now. <laughs> you're you're Jay-Z. You're Jay-Z. Where Beyonce at? Where Beyonce at? Come on, she's why is she not here? But he's like, yeah, Mr. Carter. We shake his hand. We're just like, uh, uh, uh. And you got to hear Jay-Z's distinct laugh. What, how's his laugh go? I can't even do his laugh. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. And we're just sitting there. And, you know, we can't have our phones. We're not allowed to have our phones. They collect your phones before you go in. Uh, and I'm just like, man, 
nobody's fucking gonna believe me. No one is going to believe me on this. Yeah, no I one. don't believe you. <laughs> no one is gonna believe me. The first story when you're talking about pretending to be the wife and shaking the box, mm-hmm. I was thinking of uh, the Beyonce song, Irreplaceable. To the left, to the, <laughs> to left. the left. And then the second story you talk about Jay-Z, I was like, what the heck? Well, it was my left boob that went to the left, to the oh. left. My second car, I, had a, I bought a Mercedes-Benz. And the third car I bought was also Mercedes-Benz. And it was on sale, guys. It was, we carried it. It was used, sale. I loved it. I named it uh, Lucas Hood after the show Banshee. Watch Banshee. <laughs> so, like, he's, he's crazy. He, like, he drinks McAllen. He drinks McAllen scotch. He fights everybody. Something's always blowing up. Blah, 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 blah. Anyways, on my way to work to do a promotion, a liquor promotion, I'm driving along the Belt Parkway. Do, 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 do. You know, the car's fine. I'm blasting my music. I'm okay. And then all of a sudden, there's smoke coming out of my car. <laughs> it's just like normal. I'm all like, yeah, you know what, whatever. Smoke your car. Yeah, start from there because you froze. Yeah. I froze. All right, am I good now? Because yes. I'm staying on stage yeah. here. So smoke came out of my car and I, I was just like, okay, cool, cool. I got, I got a warranty. I'm good. I'm good. Now, I didn't know at the time black smoke was bad. You know, I, you know, I'm thinking like, you know, I didn't know this. I don't know this, guys. All right. I'm like, oh, I, you know, I think white smoke overheat. Black, I'm like, it must be the same thing, too. No, oh, no. no, 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 no. I wanted to go look under the hood, but I was like, I ah, forget. I'll just sit in the car and wait, wait for a tow truck to come <laughs> or something like the word I called already. Then this guy comes from around the side. And he's like, get out the car. I'm like, what? Huh? Huh? I can't hear you. He's on the Bell Parkway. I'm like, get out the car. I'm like, what? So he pulls over really far. And here I'm like, he's such a good Samaritan, but why is he going so far away from the car to help me? Then he gets out. He's like, get out the car. Get out the car. I'm like, what? So I get out the car. And then he's like, run, run. I I start to run. I'm like, why am I running? He's like, your car's on fire underneath. The car was on on fire underneath. I got out the car. I ran and it blew up. The car literally blew up. No way. Just like the character Lucas Hood. It blew up. Next time I'll name my car like Jesus. I'll be better. I almost lost my life. Like a movie status. Cars blowing up. I would have got out in style, guys. But I didn't, thank God. Didn't you have liquor in your car too? So I had a ton of scotch in the trunk because I was doing oh. McAllen promotions. And I mean the expensive ones. And here I am worried, please don't let the scotch go. Please, it's like a $400 bottle in my trunk. Please don't let it go. Jeez. Yeah. That's crazy. But fortunately, that was salvaged. Wow. The front blew up and inside, but it never got, the fire department came in time and never got to the back. That is extremely dangerous. I know. Good thing for that guy who was like, get out the car. I'm yeah. like, what? Why? Now you know, black smoke, you better run. Yeah, I know. Now I know. Life lesson, literally. So, so one of these three st- stories, one of them is fake. Yep. Um, I think the last one is fake because, I don't know, if you saw black smoke, I would have just, like, got out of the car right away. So you think number three? I think so. It's number two. I mean, it could be real. <laughs> <laughs> Number what, number one uh, was when you're in acting class. Okay. That's believable. Yeah. And she I was took, very specific saying that it was her left boob. Yeah. I took... Damn. So critical. It wasn't the right boob. It was, it was definitely the left. So I think number one is real. I think number three is definitely real. Uh, I think number two is fake. Did you talk to Jay-Z after that? No, man. You can't talk to any of them. <laughs> I'm like, you just say shake your hand and they're like, 
I'm like, I just stared. I goggled from the pack. I'm like, ooh, they were, nobody's going to believe me. They were in their own corner, Blue yeah, Ivy like, and... No, the kids were with the kids. Or with how their, does like, Jay-Z know these parents? They go to the same school. They don't know the parents. Well, you mean the parents of the party they know because it's a football yeah. player. It's that guy who has nine kids. Uh, I have no idea. That guy, he's got like nine baby mamas. And, and then he had his, he had his wife... His wife had a, what's that thing when they have the tube side? Well, the tube side. And she still got pregnant and had twins. No way. Whoa. Yeah. I just typed in footballer, nine kids. <laughs> I, don't see, I don't see anything. It's, he's got like nine baby mamas. And what, the last one had his tube side, her tube side, the one he's married to. And people were still shocked. He had, two, he had twins after that. Is it Travis Henry? No, 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 no. Travis Henry says he's broke after having nine children. That's NFL true. running back. So I guess... There are multiple football. Come on, they're, they're in the sports industry, guys. <laughs> uh, let's be real. I have a reason why I, I think is number two, but I'll reveal it after Jordana tells us which one is real. So I'm locking in number two. What are you, what are you locking in? Number three. Okay. Tell, tell us which one is real, Jordana. Oh, it's Antonio Cromartie. That's, the, that's, the, that's the, the guy. The one that's not... Real is Jay Z. Oh man, yes. But to be fair, it did occur. It did occur. I just wasn't there. You told me this the third story before. <laughs> ah, that's how you knew. Oh, oh. you cheated. So, you cheated. No so idea. I, I knew the third one was real. I was just like, wait, I've heard this before. <laughs> oh well, to be fair, the the Beyonce and Jay Z did occur. They occurred to my friends though. It did happen. They did show up. There was Jay Z. Not Beyonce, but just Jay-Z. And they were like, what the hell? And then, they, and then they told me the story. And I was like, and you got no evidence? You have no evidence? No evidence. They're like, they made us take our phones. They make us take our phones. And the, the little kid's son, the one whose birthday it was, he brings like a flower to my friend's daughter. And he's like, his, her dad is like, no, no, no. Nine kids, no apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Let's Aww. leave this kid out. <laughs> leave this kid away from my daughter. <laughs> Um, I took drama in, in college, actually, and I, I got to act out a scene, too, just to do, like, improv. And I'll tell you, it's very difficult. It's hard. I go in with the scene with uh, my partner, and I thought we were on the same page. And she gets mad. She starts yelling at me. So when you said that, that was kind of giving me PTSD. And I just froze up. And I didn't do anything the rest of the scene. I was so embarrassed. Oh, jeez. All right, so I'm pulling this up. Uh, UCB, famous people. And I, I know a lot of these people. Like Jason Manzukis is here. Zach Woods from The Office, from Silicon Valley is here. Oh, Kate. I saw him perform last year at UCB. He came back to UCB to perform. Kate McKinnon, she's from uh, SNL, a lot of movies. Aubrey Plaza from uh, Parks and Rec and a lot of different movies. There are a lot of people that came out of UCB. I think there are, but there are a lot more out of the Esper studio too. Oh my goodness, Childish Gambino. I love this guy. Oh, from UCB, right? Yes. Yeah. He came from there. And then um, if you check Esper, it's a Sam Rockwell, Patricia Heaton. Um, more dramatic, more dramatic actors. How do you spell Esper? Uh, it's the William. Uh -huh. And then Esper is E-S-P-E-R? William he Esper. He died last year. He was honored on the Oscars. I, I missed it, but he was honored on the Oscars. Oh. I actually work very closely with uh, this uh, Chinese lawyer. Her name is Helen Wu, and uh, she's actually been in the show. 
and we we've given her the most stereotypical role but we gave it to her because we wanted to we were laughing about it and she was like listen if i don't do it somebody else is gonna do it she's a wow. lawyer and she played our dvd lady in the hood <laughs> <laughs> i love that you also know some people that do uh sketch comedy in the yeah. asian american well, yeah, what is a what is that like do they also do it at the tank no, they don't do it at the tank. I believe they do it in the the UCB theater itself, and it's a um, it's an all Asian based show. It's all sketch comedy too. It's all sketch. Is it mostly what are they? What is their show about? Is it like Asian Americans or just like Asians in general? Asian, Asians in general. So it's it's not just Chinese. It's Korean. It's you know all types of Asians, and they do it together. And it's basically just the same way that we make fun of Caribbean people ourselves. They make fun of themselves. One of my favorite comedians is Russell Peters, and he oh, just yeah. makes fun of like different cultures. It's really funny. It is funny. It's also uh, it's educational in the same at the same time. You know, New York is a huge melting pot, but when you come here and to stick to each other because that's all they know, and this new generation is branching out. It's nice to see different walks of life going to these type of shows and learning. And just laughing with us. Not we not nobody's making fun of you. We're just laughing all together. That's <laughs> so understated, especially now. Even in New York, you're saying we're a melting pot, but there's been so much uh, hate crimes against yeah. Asian Asians, and not just Chinese, but like mm -hmm. Asian Americans in general. A lot of it is is fear as well. So it's very understated. I think that when you have uh, these shows, these sketch comedies, it brings people together, but it really just makes you feel like, hey. We're not that different. Yeah. Caribbean people, Asian people, we are not that different and people need more of that. Yeah. And like I told you before, I got backlash from inviting people in the beginning because they thought I should just have a solely Caribbean show. And I'm like, with Caribbean actors, I'm like, yeah, I should. But I was like, my sketches don't have to include everybody. It, the soul of the sketch can be, it's a Caribbean message per se, but the actors in it themselves, I could put them in the appropriate roles to make the same message be heard and make a, a unity. So we have, like I said, we have our Asian lawyer, we have mm -hmm. our, 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 our white girl, we have a white guy, like we don't, it's like, we, we have a Colombian chick. It's not like we're here like, oh, we can only take these types. I'm like, no, bring it on. If you like it, more than that, come through. Is there anything you wanna plug, any, any upcoming thing, maybe your YouTube channel? Well, we are gonna work a lot on Instagram for a while. So we're gonna be on the Don't Pass the Peppa Instagram. So it's at Don't Pass the P-E-E. P E P P A. <laughs> I had to take a moment there. Uh, don't pass the Peppa. So no E R, just Peppa. And like, it's like uh, Peppa the pig. Like Peppa the pig. We have a mascot. He's Peppa the goat. Don't curry Peppa the goat. What is that? In West Indian culture, you know, we love, we eat curry goat. So uh -huh. our mascot is Peppa the goat, and everybody's like, "Don't curry the goat." That's our mascot. Nobody oh, cook him. Cool. Nobody cook him. You guys have merchandise also. We want to do sweatshirts now. That's why all our shows are supposed to be now because of the, because of the end of the world, guys. Mm -hmm. We had to stop, uh, you know, doing things that we were gonna do. We were fundraising to make shirts and sweaters and stuff like that for the next show. That's we'll have good. it soon, though. Be on the lookout for that. And once again, Jordana, I just want to say thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank um, you very much. It was a lot of fun. Um, for the one time, can you put up the Chewbacca hood? Oh, okay. <laughs> so we can see it. All right, I gotta unzip this again. I have Chewbacca all the way zipped to the top. We can all put it on and then this will be our thumbnail. All right. Is there a story behind this? Are you a huge Star Wars fan? Yeah, I am. 
I am a huge Star Wars fan. I bought this at Comic-Con. So yeah, this is Chewbacca here. I don't know if you can see him. He's here. Such a yeah. cute hoodie. And then Very I got cute. The, then I got the little the thingy here. You know, my back, my little pack thing. Yeah. Can you make the Chewbacca sound? <laughs> Let's not get carried away now. <laughs> Let's not get carried away. Don't forget to check her out at Don't Pass the Peppa. And also, don't curry yeah, don't Peppa. Curry Peppa. Don't curry Peppa to go. Don't curry Peppa to go. Yeah, they're going to have merchandise coming out. Uh, make sure you support uh, Tank Theater. We're going to have some links in the description below. Yeah, Wait, one more thing. We're always looking for actors. We're always needing actors. So if you, you guys feel like you have the acting bug, you don't have to be Caribbean. You just got to like a rum punch and a beef patty. And we're always looking for actors. What about writers? Yes, writers too. Writers okay. and actors. I'm always looking for writers too because I look for a fresh, a fresh innovative stance on things. So like having maybe an Asian writer would be kind of cool because they could give us their perspective of the Caribbean community when they write, which is kind of cool. We have, I'll, so we I'll, have I'll send you some drafts. Yeah, yeah. Send it to me. <laughs> That's it for us, guys. But always remember to stay redonkulous. It's the Jeff and Annie and James Redonkulous Show. Yeah. Awesome.